wrestling is trash. Wrestling is trash. And welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash, the podcast where us trash boys get together and talk everything professional wrestling. From the good all the way to the bad. We give you our thoughts on recent shows, on news, and just some fun scenarios that we like to make up in our creative minds. And we go through it all with every single one of you. Welcome back, everyone. I am Trash Boy number one, Nick Anaselli, coming to you live from California. Here to talk some wrestling. Really excited with my boy, Lou. How are you doing? Lou from the BX, host of the Everything Podcast, co-host of Wrestling is Trash, here on another glorious day, ready to talk to Russells, absolutely and completely, 100%. Um, Nick, you posed this question in the, in, the, in, the, in the pre-show, and I figured we'd throw this out to the audience there. Um, if you had to choose only one chain pizzeria to eat out of forever, which one would it be? Pizza Hut. Little Caesars or Papa John's? Like I like I said on the pre-show, man, it's got to be Little Caesars just for how cheap it is. It's not bad. They're kind of everywhere, so it's not like I'm you ever have to go out of your way. As we both said, we're both kind of pizza snobs. So I hope the people listening don't think on our spare time on Friday night we come home work excited and order Little Caesars because that's not it. I want to make that known for both of us. But definitely a little seasons, man. I don't know. Like I said, just something about it. Especially, like I said, with wrestling. I used to, you know, in my early, early days, I used to just pick up a little Caesars pizza because it's cheap and wasn't making a lot of money, obviously, and watch wrestling. So maybe it's because of that, but definitely a little Caesars. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree. I was kind of leaning towards Pizza Hut. <laughs> Because as I, I was, we were saying earlier, I love that thick, delicious, greasy, uh, oil-filled crust that Pizza Hut makes. I don't know what it is about that crust. Uh, I'm usually not a crust guy. Like a, a thick, I like a thin crust on regular pizza, but for some reason, that Pizza Hut greasy ass crust, it, it's just delicious. So I was gonna go with that, but I think as far as pricing and taste and consistency of like, you know. Whatever they use to make that pizza can't be good because it's five dollars for a whole pie. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so it's not something you want to eat every day, obviously. But, dude, I think I would have to. If I had a choice, I'd probably have to go with that. It is everywhere. It is delicious and it's cheap. So, and now I have to pose another question on the spot. Out of the chain fast food restaurants, like what's your go-to? So obviously you got the Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's. And I'd say like Taco Bell. That's everywhere. I'm thinking Ooh, you can go to any nah, state. You, see, you can't do that. You can't. You can't throw Taco Bell in there because that's a whole. That's a whole different thing. It's not fair. You got bur three burger places and then Taco Bell. That's like I'm choosing Taco Bell because. All right, so we'll go with the burgers then. Just yeah, the burger. You gotta go with the burger places only. Uh, the top three burger places. Ooh, well, I would see back in the day. I would have said Wendy's because um, I loved Wendy's. Like I used to go mm -hmm. to Wendy's. All the fucking time 
And I haven't been to a Wendy's in like literally like probably like two years at least. Oh, wow. Um, Because I used to live where I used to live. There was a Wendy's like right literally right at the corner of my house. So when I would work overnight, if I didn't have time to like make anything, if I decided to just sleep all the way through, wake up and take a shower and go to work, stop at the Wendy's, drive to work, eat on the way there, whatever, because it was a long ride. And then that's what I would do. But I got to tell you, bro, I've kind of come back around on McDonald's, I think. Um, that's mine. Yeah, like they 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 kind of fell off a little bit with their fries and then they kind of brought it back. Um, I'm a fan of the quarter pounder. That quarter pounder of cheese is fucking out of those three places that it's it's undefeated, bro. I'm not a Big Mac guy. I'm not a Whopper guy. I never really care for the Whopper. Burger King for me is like a distant third. They can go. I, I if I never eat at a Burger mm-hmm. King again, I'll be totally fine. Um, they fell off. Yeah, I, they, they've never been on for me. Like <laughs> I've never fucked with BK. There's nothing at BK that I've ever been like, yo, I gotta go. I gotta go get that at BK. Never. The Whopper's never been a thing for me, so I could care less about them. But I'm gonna have to go with Mickey D's, bro. They've definitely they they snuck back in because Wendy's was far and away the place like i would always go there get that spicy chicken or you know get some double stacks or whatever but yep something happened to them man they 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 changed something because they used to be the shit and now they're not very good i don't know mine's definitely mcdonald's man i love their their chicken nuggets like i that's out of all the fast food nuggets for some reason they're my favorite their buffalo sauce is pretty good like you said this is like the, the quarter pounder, double quarter pounder, like all that shit is just, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, and I think they were the I first ones, I think they were like the first ones to offer like ranch as a fucking like hmm. little side packet. And I was like, who the fuck? And I think it's funny because I ordered nuggets one day and they gave me ranch by accident. And this was years ago. And I was, I remember looking at that shit. I'm like, ranch, what the fuck? I didn't order a salad. What the fuck they giving me ranch for? And I tried it, and it, like, almost changed my life. I was like, oh, my God. I started putting ranch on everything, <laughs> bro. I will go to fucking Outback and get a steak and ask for a side of ranch. And I fucking the take steak? steak. I take steak, and Oof. I dip it in ranch. It's the it's fucking delicious, bro. Delicious. You want to laugh? I'm making, I'm making steak tomorrow for dinner, and I will try one bite of that. Try get, okay. I have to. Get you some Hidden Valley. Put a little bit. That's what we got. I got hidden valley in the fridge. I'll make a steak and I'll let you know. And and the wrestling mark I am, I and the wrestling mark I am, I are the seasoning of choice is the Brock Lesnar seasoning. Oh, nice, nice, dude. We actually, she actually bought it for me as a surprise, and we actually we put on. Obviously, I don't use that every time, but on steak, but it's really good on salmon, and it's cheap. Nice. Yeah. So. We're uh yeah, we're little I, marks for it. Whenever I cook steak and whenever I grill steak, I only put um salt and pepper. I really don't ever. Yeah, put, that's um, what I usually do. Cause when we bought it, I was kind of skeptical. But like the main ingredients are like salt, pepper, maybe onion powder. Like it's still nothing crazy. Oh, okay. Like if you look at it, like you can make that on your own. To be honest, but yeah, salt and pepper is like the OG way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah always. I always tend to just kind of do that. Use rock salt, kind of pack it in there, and then cook it up if you want to get fancy yeah. or whatever. But yeah, I'm man, cry. ranch, ranch all day. Now I'm very curious. I want to hear this I'll fucking cry. reaction tomorrow. It's gonna be hilarious. Yes, don't let me forget. Don't let me forget. And then, uh, 
yeah, we spent eight minutes talking about food, and I could probably spend another 80 talking about food because I love food. Well, that's what we do. Random as fuck. Yeah. So, you know, kind of breaking off from that and going into some a uh, little bit serious news here. We lost another wrestling legends a couple days ago in Leaping Lanny Poffo, uh, also <laughs> known as the genius in WWE. He, uh, it's weird because he, I want to say he was like a staple of my like real early childhood, but I don't want to sound like a, you know, you kind of people pop up like that and you, you want to give them flowers, but it's like, he wasn't exactly like Hogan warrior demolition kind of like name, but he was definitely known in the territories and he was definitely known amongst the workers. Cause he was a very good worker. Um, a very flashy style too. Uh, when you go back and you look at some of the footage again, I was very, very young when he was doing his thing. So I know Nick, you have no kind of no basic recollection of him when he was younger, Mm -hmm. but uh, just, you know, again, I'm not an expert either. I just remember him being the genius and me being very young and uh, impressionable. It was just funny to see someone so flamboyant and different in the world of wrestling. And he was actually really clever with some of his uh, poems. He would read poems and shit before matches and kind of like insult the guy he was wrestling, but in a very, in a very PG geeky kind of way. So that was just something that stood out for me, but, you know, just wanted to kind of recognize the fact that he passed and, you know, prayers to his family and everyone. uh, Yeah. Ever known his friends who was missing him and who lost him. Uh yeah, just you know, sad to see someone go. You know what I mean? Yep. Thoughts and prayers to the families from the trash boys. Absolutely. Um, but moving right along from that, so we just want to kind of do a quick news roundup here. And I saw a very I saw a very interesting post on Twitter about Michael Cole stating that he believes that the bloodline storyline should be nominated for an Emmy award. Now, obviously when you read something like that, my first thought was like, that's fucking outrageous. What are you talking about? But then Mm -hmm. I kind of started giving it a little bit of thought and was kind of like, you know what, man, I actually wouldn't be mad if they got some kind of recognition from somebody for this storyline because as we said last week this is probably the best storyline they've ever had period as far as any storyline in their 40-year history so to to it's not that far-fetched that they would get an award like that but i personally think obviously it's not going to happen um and i wouldn't think it would happen just strictly because of the length of time it that gets devoted to it per show it's not a lot you know they got eight to 10 mm-hmm. minutes at the end of a show that may not, you know, there's might probably some criteria or something there that has to be resolved, but um, it would be cool. But I just think Michael Cole is, uh, he's uh, giving his he's own gas in his own thing. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I think it'd be really cool. Just a wrestling storyline in general. To get like some main mainstream love, you know what I mean. Um, as wrestling fans, whenever we see our wrestling favorite wrestlers or you know all these different companies getting mainstream love, like just a big fan of it, you know. But yeah, like we said last week, the storyline's been amazing. 
And last Friday, it even got better. You know, they're, they're going to have a match now, Roman and uh, Sammy at the Chamber. I know we'll be talking oh, yeah. that. Um, so I don't want to dive too much into that. I'd rather have fresh thoughts, me personally at least. But um, yeah, it's, it, it's a great storyline. I think everyone knows it. I think it's getting more mainstream attention than most wrestling things, I'd say. Um, yeah, like you said, to sum it up, man, he's, he's gaslighting his home team, which, you know, there's nothing wrong in supporting your own. And, uh, but I'll admit, it's something every Friday that, I, you know, and as I haven't had that feeling in a while, I've had that feeling recently, obviously with matches, you know, like on the AEW side, who's Brian Danielson going to wrestle this week, you know, with right. this whole MGF storyline, you're amped for the matches, but amped for something that has nothing to do with the match that's going to result in a match that night. Like I couldn't tell you the last time I was amped for something like that. Um, yeah. so I agree. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think he's wrong and i like how like everyone in the wrestling world is kind of no pun intended but like acknowledging like how how good of a storyline it is oh shit edge and the glamazon coming out and starting on raw unfortunately where so to break the uh immersion of the show the immersion of of (laughs) wrestling is trash we're recording this on monday night guys um because we both have prior engagements that we're doing. Usually we record Tuesday. So we're going to have Raw playing in the background, obviously with no sound. But, you know, every once in a while, we're yeah. probably going to react to something going on there. And I want to yeah, say, you know, and I want to say before we go, uh, UWO, Brian, boys, don't be upset with us. Please. Oh, yeah. Please. Competition's coming. It's yeah, coming yeah, hard. yeah we, we ain't going that route. So uh, please, please don't be thinking that. This is a uh, one one maybe two time thing but you know that's right. that's not us but I, but for those listening to us if you like wrestling make sure you listen to the UWO podcast and Absolutely. all our other friends podcasts oh, random yeah. rob starting five podcast codex prime and lou with the everything podcast that was my that's plug little, i had to get yeah, everyone i'm going to give you guys the brock lesnar we're coming boy and we're coming hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, speaking of Brock, that's not really the Brock, but the Rock made an appearance at the Grammys yesterday, the actual Grammy Awards. Um, He made an appearance. I didn't watch the Grammy, so I don't know. The only thing I was able to see was the hip-hop little medley that they did there, and I saw that shit on Twitter this morning. So, Um, But he was there on the show, supposedly. He interacted with Adele in some fashion. And the internet wrestling community lost their fucking mind on Twitter. They lost their shit. Started talking about how he can go here and he can be there and he can do this and that, but he can't appear on WWE TV. My thoughts on this, and I'm going to keep it brief because I know that Nick wants to throw in his thoughts on this, but guys, The Rock can do whatever the fuck he wants, bro. You guys like... This is why people hate us. Like we're trying so hard to get the stigma of the 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 idiot wrestling fan, and you guys are not helping, bro. You guys are not helping at all. The dude can do whatever he wants. He doesn't owe you anything. He gave you already decades of his life. He gave decades of his life to the business. He's done it all over there. He doesn't need to come back. He doesn't need to do anything. So that's my feelings on it. I don't know why these people have to freak out about everything that happens, but that's the fucking internet wrestling fan. Yeah, dude. Like, like I said to you this morning, pages 
because Rumble was not that long ago. Like, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. yeah. Not even technically. The same pages that I saw, he doesn't need to come back. We don't need Rock and Roman in this capacity, that capacity. Literally today, like having a hissy fit. You know what I mean? All these pages of, you know, the we love WWE fan pages reacting like this. The ones that preach like AEW, haha, The Rock can do this, but he won't be there for you guys, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, like you said, dog, he's The Rock. Like, because he can't do WrestleMania, because if it's true, he says he doesn't feel he's ring ready or whatever. You know, everyone's like, oh, he's Grammy shape ready. Like this, Get as we said, here, bro. as we said before, there's a big difference between being big and jacked, and all that, and ring ready. But it's like, get the fuck out of here! Like, Will, you said it the best. He's the Rock. He can literally. Yeah. The man owns like a football league. <laughs> you bro, know what I mean? He owns super, a. The guy's super busy, bro. He's, and a lot of people were like, "What the fuck's he doing at the Grammys anyway, bro?" He's the he's Hollywood's highest paid actor. He's like the most famous fucking person on earth. I, I don't I don't I know he doesn't have any records or anything like that, but I mean he did rap last year or something on that, ah, well, that whatever song, that. but he ain't got no albums or anything, and but still he's the rock, bro. He can appear and he can do whatever he wants. And he it's also like I'm a guy God's sakes. I'm a guy who was saying I wasn't mad if they were gonna do rock <laughs> and rolling because I say rock's my favorite of all time. So as a fan, I like loved it. But it's dope because as Cody Rhodes said, we don't need him. So, like, be happy that a part-timer, not even part-timer, because a part-timer, at least you come around a little bit more. A one-timer, you could call him, kind of comes in and does all this. So, like, who cares? Like, the main people yeah. are doing their thing. Like, fuck it. At the end, it's The Rock. He's going to appear places. You know what I mean? Like, he's he could do what he wants. Absolutely. That's what I feel. He could, he could be Did doing the WrestleMania night. He could realistically just be home watching WrestleMania. Right. I doubt that he would even. I doubt that the guy even spends like a lot of time at home because he seems so busy that like I don't even think he spends a lot of time at home, bro. He probably sleeps like four hours and just immediately just works out for like fucking nine and then goes does all this Hollywood shit. Sleeps. He probably sleeps on his plane rides. Could be. Um, that, oh, that I wanted to just shout out whoever it was who made the parody version of his uh, face-off. <laughs> did I send you that, or did I not send you that? I think I sent. No, it but I need to see it. The um, oh, I didn't send you that shit. The parody, um, him rapping the face-off, but it was was uh, it recent? Some, you did it, or like you saw this yeah, recent, or is this old? It's like <laughs> I don't even want to repeat it because it's so fucking stupid, but um. It was face off, and it was like, We're gonna hump them, we're gonna suck their dicks off, we're gonna hump them. Oh, we're yes, gonna... I saw that. I did see that. I did see that. It's about dick, it's about penis, men are from walls. Yeah, whoever did that, whoever did that, it even sounded internet. like him a little bit. It even kind of sounded like him, and the cadence was there, and the bars were there. I was like, Yo, whoever did this, shit? these people are well, doing that way too much fucking time in their hands, bro. Speaking of voiceovers and wrestlings, did you see that clip going around that it looks like it's an interview of Metzler, uh, Dave Meltzer and Roman Reigns? No, I saw some picture of that earlier, but I didn't know what I was looking at. Oh, so it's a video, and it's Roman bitching at Dave for not giving him five-star matches and all this shit, and it's a voiceover. It's really funny, but it oh, sounds so believable. That. I didn't know that's what yeah, that was. Yeah, you don't see like faces. It. It, sound, it sounds like you're listening to a phone call. Yeah. 
but it's so funny. Like it's just oh, so shit. funny. Because yeah. I saw. A I gotta try to find it. No, I saw it. On, I saw a picture on Twitter, and it was Roman, and it was Dave's face, and it, I saw the WWE logo, and I was just like, I was, I was actually looking for what we're gonna talk about next, um, and I mm-hmm. just kept scrolling because I didn't have a lot of time to be looking around, but um, oh, I got, I gotta watch that for sure. But I saw that in passing when I was looking for info on this next story, which is Matt Riddle made his return to social media yesterday. A lot of shit happened yesterday. Uh, Matt Riddle made his return to social media yesterday after a little bit of silence, and he posted a selfie with his new girlfriend, Misha Montana. And uh, the only reason I bring her name up is because I didn't know who the fuck she was. I just saw a picture with him and this woman, and I was like, okay, well, who is this? And I went into the Twitter thread, and she was absolutely flaming everybody in that thread responding to like every little person in there for every little comment that they were saying and um my feelings on that is i was gonna comment in there but i figured i'd save it for this show because you know this show's worldwide everyone listens to this show um yep listen misha this is not the hell you want to die on you you're going to find now that you are about to be inundated with a bunch of incel twats, okay? Don't even oh, respond man. to them. Just block them all. Block everybody. Um, I don't know who you are. I don't know this person. I've never seen her before. Uh, I am familiar with porn. I'm not going to act like I'm not, but I don't know who she is. Um, but just going through the that thread, I was like, she was like typing out these full paragraph responses to people who were trying to be funny with it. And I was like, Oh man, you, you don't know what you're doing right now. Like your follower counts about to double, but not in a good way. Cause all these people are going to yeah. be looking to say some stupid shit. So I would just block, 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 avoid, avoid, avoid. Um, it was funny to me that she, <laughs> so this is the picture that riddle posted. Um, and this is her retweeting the, the same picture, you know, uh, you know, thank you for supporting me during my time. Riddle over here has got a grill. I don't know what this is about. Oh, wow. I don't know what he's doing there, but he is sporting a grill and he's still sporting the Randy stash. But what was uh, shocking to me was that, again, I didn't know who this person was. So I clicked on her her Twitter to kind of like find out more about her and this is the next post right after that one uh her and another woman about to train some dude that we're gonna just put this mouse right here to cover that uh yeah so she is a porn star and that's fine but i just wish her and riddle the best i hope that they are helping each other and uh He's working towards his road to recovery and he'll be back in the ring soon and everything will be hunky dory because I'm just going to leave that at that. Yeah, same. I'm happy he's doing better. He's going through the recovery. You know, hey, date whoever you want. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, hey, do you, bro? But it's just it's so funny because wasn't he? He was affiliated with another one, another porn star, I believe, recently. Right before all that. I I don't even know, bro. I just asked Riddle. Lose the grill, bro. I just, it just, it doesn't look good. 
That is the most offensive thing to me out of this whole situation. <laughs> a it just lot of doesn't people, look good, man. A lot of people in the Twitter thread are like mad at him because he's dating a porn star and they're talking shit about her. They don't even know her. Like no one. I, I again, I don't know her, so I don't know anything about her. So um, a lot of people are trying to shit on her for her profession. I'm not gonna do that. But no one's shitting on him for the grills. No riddle. That is the number one offense in this whole situation is the fucking grills. Please don't. Don't do not show up to Raw with that shit on. I don't want to yeah, see you don't. wrestling with a grill on. Just just don't fucking do it. Okay? Just don't do that. Don't do that ever. It's not gonna work for me. Yeah. And, just, yeah, like I said. But I'm excited to have him back on TV. That'd be nice. I thought he was going to show up at the Rumble, but I don't know if he's uh, suspended or, you know, he's got a... I personally... I know he he was rehabbing, but I don't know if on top of the rehab time, he has to do, like, suspension time for... Because supposedly it is the second offense or whatever, so... I don't know, man. I don't know where we're going to see him, but uh, hopefully he's good and he's taking care of his mental health. But... Moving over to AEW real quick. AEW started doing their house shows, and it seems like morale's very high amongst the talent for this run of shows that we can actually thank Jeff Jarrett for. This is uh, one of the benefits of having Double J on your roster is that he's actually going to be taking care of things and getting um, these house shows pumping and moving. So um I really don't have too much on this. It's just it's nice to see that these guys are in high spirits and people who feel like they haven't been getting TV time can actually go out there and actually have some really cool banger matches in front of crowds because I know the dark and dark elevation is it's nice, but it's basically squash matches against, you know, people who are not really going to go out there and have 10 to 15 minute Mm -hmm. matches. So. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big supporter of this, big fan of it. Um, like I said, it gives talent a chance who doesn't get to shine to shine, and then like so go someone who's been to house shows before, they're always funner. And I feel one thing I love about AEW is they always try to make their par- product fun in general. So this is good, but house shows also let you know the little things who your new people are that are over. Like this gives the talent that opportunity in house. Like in-house, they don't have to travel anymore, which they probably still will for indie shows and all that. But they get to travel. They get to do this in-house under the AEW umbrella and get that good, good training in. But I also like it for us wrestling fans because they they go on tour once a week, right? Which is fine. Which is fine. It's a good talent on putting their bodies through hell. But they're not going to all these areas all the time, you know? Because ramp, they do all the shows at once, and like I said, I had a blast at an AEW show. I wish they would come around more than once, even twice a year to like my local area. So the fact a house show, cool, especially like once again as a fan, like on a Saturday night, as you know, you've been to house shows and tapings and all that. Like going on a Saturday is nice; it gives you something to do, everything like that. So I'm personally just really happy for the the wrestling fans because more opportunities to see our favorite wrestlers perform. But for the town, like you said, just get them over. Get yeah. them over, and it's going to bring a lot more revenue to the company. Merch sales are going to go up, more opportunities to sell merch, you know, just things like that. Like, yeah, I think it's cool. And then they always, they'll, I know they'll probably go down the avenue of trying to make them all special in a way. Right. 
And I could even see Tony doing like, I know WWE's, they've done it a handful of times, but more at their bigger house shows like MSG. But I could see Tony doing the whole, um, like a title change happening at a house show. I could see him doing that quick because I remember, I forgot how long ago it was, but there was a match Orange Cassidy was in and he won during the picture in picture. And I oh, liked yeah, that because yeah, yeah. it's like, you need to watch. A lot of people thought it was dumb. I liked it because one, I don't mind picture in picture. You know, it's that maybe that is my time to get dinner or go to the bathroom or something. But I'm still watching picture in picture the whole time. So, like, I liked that he did that. I was actually a big supporter of that. So, I think with his creative mind, he's going to make these house shows a lot of fun. Yeah, it's cool. It's a, it's a, and it brings unpredictability, too, when you do stuff like that, like the picture in picture thing and house shows on Twitter, you'll see and newly crowned champion at blah 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 house show it like brings excitement to people because they're like oh shit i want to go to these house shows because you never know what's going to happen yeah. did you see the uh video of bowens from the house show anthony bowens from the house show no i don't think so, so. somebody so uh-huh. some some dude was dressed as jesus in uh at the show like robes beard and all that shit and he did scissor me jesus and he did the scissor thing yeah. with this, this dude uh big pop obviously so um yeah it seems like people those are the kind of things that you're going to experience when you go to these shows that you're not going to see like on a broadcast because they're you know obviously they're not going to broadcast something like that it may offend some people but um at house shows anything goes like anything's going to happen oh god yeah so, yeah so it's 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 fucking cool man um so I'm glad for them. I'm happy to see it going on. I'm, yep. I'm glad everybody's uh, enjoying themselves too. It's always good. It's always a good thing. And I please come this way. I would love to go to a fucking AEW house show. Any house show, to be honest with you. Um, speaking of which, NXT made an announcement that was very strange. NXT made an announcement and uh, they're allowing talent now to take select independent bookings which is very weird uh, and very cool at the same time. Like, I'm all for it. Um, It's just very odd that WWE is doing this because, you know, they're very protective of their talent. And um, I I understand the selected part is probably going to be, you're not going to see too many of these people in, like, a GCW or uh, you're not going to see them doing, like, bare knuckle or any of that mm-hmm. shit but they'll probably end up like in noah and some of these other japanese companies and stuff like that so um i, I think yeah. it's cool mm-hmm. i think it's cool man i think it's cool for them to get out there it'll help them get that experience outside of the wwe bubble which i think is a very good thing to have so yeah i think it is good like you said to not just stick in that one bubble of everything of just their company. And you know they're going to work with the ones they have the relationship with. Like, the first one announces that Booker T's promotion. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? So, like, that's cool. Shinsuke just went with, uh, no, uh, you know, maybe we see another New Japan maybe crossover. Even though New Japan's obviously not an indie. But you know what right. I'm saying? Like, no, I think, it, I think it's cool. And it's going to bring more eyes on your product. Just like the AEW house shows are going to do. Because, oh, local wrestling's in town. House show tickets are usually cheaper. Oh, this AEW shit's cool. We're going to watch. Oh, who's this person? They're on NXT? Cool. Now we're going to watch them. You know? Um, so, big fan of it. Big fan of it. Something cool. 
something I thought we would never see. And I don't know how often we'll see it, but the fact it's happening, you know what I mean? Right. Because think about it. Booker T's probably had his promotion for a long time, and we've never seen that, ever. Yeah, um, I know. It's crazy. So I like it. I think it's cool. I think it's really, really cool. What I want to see is if now if some of these people from other companies can pop up on NXT every once in a while. Like at least for maybe like, you know how they'll do like a, a random squash on NXT, but it'll mm -hmm. be somebody like, you know, Baron Black or somebody like that who you know is certified on the independent scenes, but people in NXT probably are not going to really know who he is. Um, it'd or be maybe, really cool to see some of that. I don't know if they're going to do that, but um, I'd like to or, see it. And they could even be on level up. We kind of forget about that, oh, yeah. obviously. Oh, I think yeah. I can count maybe on one hand how many times I've watched level up. But um, Yeah, Lola Vice is definitely going to increase my eyes on that product. Yeah. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, and but speaking of NXT, we had a pay-per-view that kind of snuck up on me out of nowhere. Because I honestly... I'll keep it a buck, bro. I have not been watching NXT. There's right now, rest, I, I, like, like I was telling you in the pre-show, I'm all stuck watching this new television show. Uh, I'm, I'm all invested in these shows that I'm watching. So it's kind of cutting into my wrestling time on top of the fact that like, I'm trying to watch Impact and GCW and House of Glory and yeah, all the we record. We record during NXT. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's off. Yeah, imagine, bro. I can't. And I can't be, I can't bring myself the next day to watch it because I just, mm. it's just, I don't have the time to watch all this fucking wrestling. But I will make way for pay-per-views because those take, some of those take, takeover pay-per-views that NXT did, man, some of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen have been NXT takeovers. Now, mind you, this was not an NXT takeover, um, but it was an NXT pay-per-view. And I will say that Overall, you know, we're not going to sit here and go down card by card or whatever. Um, just a couple things for me on this show is the quality of this show is not anywhere near what these takeovers were. Like, match-wise, they're not close. Like, Carmelo's match was great, obviously, because Carmelo is a extraordinary great. talent. <laughs> that dude is just, he's on another level. I don't know why he's still in NXT. Um, but I really don't think he's going to be there long. I think it's just about time for him to get called up. And uh, shout out to B-Rob, man. I feel for you, bro. I really do. Because I really thought it was Grayson Waller's time. I don't see why they didn't do the title change. I, I think everything was in place for Grayson Waller to get a run. And I don't know why they didn't pull the trigger. I really don't. Um, I don't understand it unless he's being called up now. Because I, what I, I think, yeah, I don't get it. I think he is. I think he's going to be one of those. I think him and Braun both go up because if you remember how the show ended, it was with Melo and Braun. Mm. So I think Melo's going to take the title and get a run, and then Braun and Grayson move up. Because okay. I could picture Grayson for some reason stands out to me for SmackDown. I don't know why. I just think he, that's that's the show he belongs on. You put him with L.A. Knight? That's what I was just going to say. What? Him and L.A. Knight I think would be dope. That's fucking money right there, bro. Yeah, because they, they've I don't know. But, yeah, B-Rob himself sold me on Grayson Waller. You know what I mean? I love watching him. He did the behind-the-scenes thing with Sean after the show. But 
That was a good show. I thought Wesley and uh, Dijek's match was really good, though. Yeah. That opened it. I thought that was really, really good. Um, the tag match was okay, but overall, good show. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it it's was like, oh, it's on. It, it was, was good. good. Yeah. I think, it, I think it more has to do with the fact that I'm unfamiliar with a lot of these people. Like, I'm unfamiliar with mm-hmm. Gallus. I'm not yeah, really I, that. You know what I'm saying? Don't really know much about them. Don't really know much about the new women's tag team champions. Um, I barely know anything about Kaden and, and the current tag, the who were the tag team champions. I didn't even really know too much about them. I like them, but I just haven't been watching. Like um, one of my favorite people that I've seen on that show besides Carmelo is Axiom. That dude is awesome. Yeah, and I didn't see him on this show. I don't know if he was maybe on a pre-show that I missed or something, but that dude needs to be on TV more if he's not because he's fucking awesome. Um, but again, you know, good show. If you feel like, you know, you got two hours to kill and you want to watch some wrestling, you can throw one did, on and, and give it a watch. Did you hear about Dragon Lee with the show? No. So this NXT, they were going to bring back the, oh, look who's in the audience. It's Dragon Lee, like they used oh, to do. Shit. But he had visa issues. Golly. Dang. So I wonder when they would have, they probably would have showed him in between a match, but that would have been dope. Yeah. So maybe that's their plan for like stand and deliver. Mania weekend broadcast. That's going to be good. that's going to be where you catch me watching more NXT when you got Dragon Lee on there. You guys yeah. wait. Till, you people who don't know who Dragon Lee is, just fucking wait until you see Dragon Lee in fucking NXT. I'm hoping he keeps his name. I don't know if they're going to change his name or something, but I think he's gonna. I think it's gonna be one of those where he debuts as Dragon Lee and then they kind of change his name in the middle somewhere there, kind of like they did with uh, they did that with a few guys. Uh, most notably, War Raiders, uh, Damian Priest, War Raiders. They did the same thing with them. Yeah, because Damian Priest came in as Punishment Martinez, yeah. didn't he? He was Punishment Martinez, and he came in and got jobbed out like three times in a row. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on here? Why is he jobbing out to people? What's fucking happening?" Uh, That's who I'm pulling for change. right now. Oh, there he goes. There's the man. Yes. I'm happy for that dude, I mean, man. He worked a long time in those fucking ROH. To, to make a name for himself, man. He really did. And he was, he's been awesome for years. So it's good to see him, man. Every Raw, he pops up on SmackDown. He's on every pay per view now. It's, it's, that's good what I'm saying. This there. dude, like, you're, you can have anyone, whoever can have your opinions on Judgment Day. That's fine. But since he got called up since Rumble 21, every week was on TV with Bad Bunny, then was the US champion. Mm-hmm. Then he was uh then he instantly aligned with Edge for the judgment day. Like, yeah, you're right. He's probably one of the most consistent people on TV every week. Yeah, he's always on TV, bro. So, he went through a little lull can. there when like it seemed like they, they kind of gave Jacqueline up. On him. Hyde shit. Yeah, well, they gave yeah. up on him a little bit, it seemed like there when he had the title run and they took it right off of him. And it was kind of like he was off TV for a bit. I was like, nah, don't do that, bro. Don't do this to fucking Damian Priest, bro. But he's managed to thank God for Edge. Because Edge came back, and that was one of the people that he was like, I want to work with him. And he yeah. put him in the judgment day, and look at him now, bro. Doing his motherfucking You see thing. him being a world champion one day? I'd like to see it. Um, the thing with the world championship is like, not, this is, that's the thing. It, it WWE is, is such a business now that 
you have to take into effect who is going to bring the most eyes to your shit as far as who's holding the titles. So look mm-hmm. at the past few champions. Like it's been Brock, it's been Roman, Drew, Bobby. Bobby got a run. And those Bobby, are Bobby Kofi. Like Biggie. Drew is really the only one who's not really a big time, like famous, like super name, like as far as outside of wrestling. Like, yeah, because you know what I mean? Yeah, because Kofi and Big E, they're very famous. You know what I mean? Since yeah. they started New Day, they were the ones on all the talk shows and late night yeah. shows. And like people know the New Day. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, if you got, really think about it, yeah, Drew's the Drew's yeah. ain't the only one because they've got millions of followers on their up, up, down, down channel. So, you know, you factor that in with the people who follow them just from wrestling, people who follow them just for a thing. And they're always popping up on other shit. They popped up on G4. They pop up on Sci-Fi Channel. They pop up all over the place. So they're known. You know what I mean? So, But even going back, like Daniel Bryan, everyone knew Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Would you say, I guess maybe not to everyone, but you, yeah, would you say AJ Styles is a pretty big known name? In the wrestling world, obviously, but because he had a long title run, remember? He was champ for like all of 2018. I mean, I would say as far as wrestling is concerned, yeah. But like outside of that, I don't think a lot of people are really going to know a lot about AJ Styles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you know what it is, so too? You look it's at someone like name. Damien. What happened? I missed that. Oh, I was going to say, and I think it's kind of going, I think what I'm about to say kind of goes with what you're saying. Like, AJ might have not been the biggest popular name, but he's a guy that, like, he lit up the, like, the the building in New York. What is, or he opened the stock exchange one okay. day, like, you can you can put him places though because he's got like yeah. the look like that's something I feel that would like kind of hurt potentially Damien. Yeah, it's it's because they don't have the public figure eye, quote unquote. Like AJ definitely has. Oh, he wins, and he wins. Of course, the Angelo Dawkins wasn't going into the elimination chamber, bro. Of course, he wins. Um, I think Montez wins. I think Montez fights whoa, later against the line. This gonna be a good chamber match. Who's this pulling up in the lamp? Oh, this is Austin Theory. Look at this car. Bro, this kid, man. <laughs> Yo. But yeah, it's uh, with Damien, it's just I don't not everybody can be champion, bro. You're not yeah. you got a lot and of that's people. That's fine. Yeah, you got a lot of people on this roster. I don't see when especially now the way the titles are so fucking held up, bro. Now Cody's going to get his run. God knows how long he's going to have the belt. He's not going to have the belt like hundred like 800 days but he'll probably have a nice run then it might probably will bounce back to seth they're probably going to split the titles then you'll have one over here one over there roman will probably get his hands back on one whenever he comes back from whatever break he's going to take you know what i mean so like where does that leave a damian priest like he's got the talent and he's got the media argue but when's he going to get that shot you could argue bobby bobby could get another title run you want drew to kind of get another one you know what i mean like it's it's tough, man. It's it's tough. Hey, that's why and, I like what they're doing with then, like secondary the, titles. Yeah, and that's what I say. You think those champions like Gunther? I could see him being a future world champ. Yeah, you know. And then, uh, yeah, so many, and it sucks that everyone can't be. It does suck that everyone. Yeah, can't be. but it's unfortunate, but because there's a lot of guys who I'd like to see hold up that title. But at the end of the day, man, you're only gonna get so many guys doing that. But um, 
Yeah. You know, on this show, we we like to kind of book things and 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 work on projects here. And we were talking on one of the shows, one of our previous shows, we were talking about the women's tag team division basically being a dumpster fire. There's literally no tag teams. There's one tag team actually, the champions. That's it. I don't think from the top of my head I can think of another um team that they have that's established who can go up against the champion so we thought we'd have a little fun this week and uh we kind of create our own tag teams to kind of like build up a women's division that that wwe can use so of course you know anyone listening to this from wwe please feel free to <laughs> take our choices and go ahead and put them on tv because i think um for the most part we have a pretty good idea here of uh teams we'd like to see competing for these titles and kind of bring prestige to them because right now i'll be honest with you those titles don't mean shit they don't they have the talent to do it they absolutely do so um i think what i'll do real quick is i'll just read off the rosters for each um like show and then from there we can just kind of name our tag teams that we have so the wall the raw the wall (laughs) wall is war i get tongue-tied with that word so the raw women's roster is as follows alexa bliss oscar becky lynch bianca belair carmella candice laray chelsea green dana brooke mi chin mia yim nikki cross piper niven rhea ripley and tamina okay SmackDown has Aaliyah, B-Fab, Charlotte Flair, Emma, Lacey Evans, Liv Morgan, Maxine Dupree, Natalia, Raquel Rodriguez, Ronda Rousey, Sarah Logan, Scarlett, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Sonya Deville, Tegan Knox, Zia Lee, and Zelina Vega. Where NXT has Alba Faya, Amari Miller, Ariana Grace, Ava Rain, Cora Jade, Electra Lopez, Fallon Henley, Gigi Dolan, Indy Hartwell, Isla Dawn, I some of these fucking names, bro. I hate these fucking names, man. Uh Isla Dawn, Ivy Nile, JC Jane, Katana Chance, Kaden Carter, Kiana James, Lash Legend, Miko Saramura, Nikita Lyons, Roxana Perez, Saray, Sloan Jacobs, Thea Hale, Tiffany Stratton, Valentina Perez, Wendy Chu, Ulyssa Leon, and Zoe Stark. So me personally, what I did is I took um, a couple call-ups and I kind of took um, one team I made is just kind of a random pairing of two NXT women to kind of fill out the roster because as you can, you guys can hear, the Raw women's roster is not very big. <laughs> and, and it's the longest of all three shows. Yeah, for real, which makes no sense whatsoever. So you kind of don't want to pick apart the entire women's roster because you kind of want to still have people for Bianca to feud with. But um, Nick, how do you want to do this? You want to kind of go first because I think you have more teams than I do. Uh, yeah, we can go one on one or say whenever. Um, so when I made it, I did a couple call ups and then I grouped women off of how they've been portrayed on TV as characters. Right. right. Um, and then I have a legend one because the reason I brought a legend team back it's because eyes on the product, like I'm thinking like that. Um, so I'm going to get that. Oh, Maximum Male Models. Um, on Raw? Yeah, I heard they got switched to Raw. Yo, oh, some shit. of the shit they do is low-key funny. Is this Chelsea? 
Oh, what is she saying? Mine, my volume's low. My volume's sorry, off, bro. Everyone. I don't even have my, sorry guys. I don't even have my usually I have closed captions on. Um, I have captions on for everything. I don't know if people like closed captions, but I use I use captions for everything I watch. Um, and I had them on yesterday, but I turned it off because they were getting in the way of the NXT show. Like I felt like the captions were in the way, so I shut them off. And now Chelsea's Chelsea's doing good, man. I got the volume on. She gone in her own dressing room, waters and chocolates. And Girl, she's the bomb. he said those I, are I really chocolates. Hope, he said they're I really Belgian. Hope she gets her, I really hope she gets her due because she's the fucking bomb. Because uh, that Royal Rumble elimination was whack as fuck. She's Sorry, actually on one of the tag teams that I put together. Hey, mine too. So I guess nice. I'll start with her. Cool. I got her with Carmella. Okay. I almost reason did being that. Is, reason being, they just kind of both have that same personality, you know, very pretty girls. I don't know, just I feel they'd vibe together good as a team. Right. Um. Then another one I got, I'll do my legend team like I was going to say. You had to bring back Team Bestie, Trish and Lita for one more run. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'd be fucking, that'd be really cool. That would and that would bring on. prestige to the fucking titles, man. Yeah, whether they win or lose, you know what I mean. The fact they're in this tournament, um, yeah. And then um, I'll do one more, and then I'll pass some to. Actually, I'll just keep on. Then I have one who are rumored to be together. I did do the the you know the cliche Ronda and Shayna. You okay. know, two two best friends in real life, both MMA. You know, what I mean, I think they'd be a good and kind of eyes on the product again with Ronda. Um. I did bring up Katana and Caden. I okay. brought them yeah. up because I have watched some of their work in NXT. I like them. You have to go. You have to revert back to old NXT with the way. I brought Indy Hartwell and Kansas LeRae. Nice. I think they'd be good together. Um, I went with Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox. I don't know if they Bro, were ever. I, I, what? How do you get? It? Are you reading my notes? And then my <laughs> last one. And I have more, but that I wrote down was uh, Alexa and Liv. Whether you keep them both okay. as like, you know, their girly blonde characters, however you want to word it, or kind of dark character right. at the same time, I nice. think they'd be good in either one. Um, one I wanted to bring back because I was a big fan of it, um, but we can't. Well, obviously, I would love to have Sasha and Bailey back, Golden Role Models. Of I think course. that's everyone's number. But I was a fan of the, I maybe not the name as much, but the Kabuki Warriors with Kyrie and Asuka. You know, yeah, man. It's, I yeah. was a fan of them personally. Yeah, I, I kind of had a sim. I had a team that I was gonna put together, and I didn't, and I and I should have because they're literally not doing anything, which is kind of like close to what that is. Um, what you just mentioned. So what I did is I put I made eight teams total, um, fourteen four four for Raw and four for SmackDown, and I figured that would be a good mix of. You know, you could do a tournament, you could do storyline related stuff. And I think you it, it wouldn't be too much overkill having four and four. Um, so for Raw, I put together it's it's a mix of like call-up and teams that kind of already been together and one new one. So for Raw, again, since the roster was so small, I didn't want to pick too many people from there. So I just put Piper Niven and Nikki Cross back together. Because I honestly like them together. Um, I like that little big kind of thing. Because mm -hmm. I always kind of feel like if I'm if I'm on the roster and I'm like smaller 
and I want to make a tag team, I'm finding the biggest motherfucker on the roster. And you be like, yo, you're going to be my partner, bro, because I need a big yeah. dude. Because <laughs> I'm not the biggest dude, so I need a big-ass dude. So I feel the same way would go for the ladies. So I like them together, especially now that Piper Niven is back as from being Dewdrop. Now she's back to herself. Um, I think her and the new Nikki Cross teaming together would be a good team. Um, Chelsea Green. I also have Chelsea Green, but I actually paired her up with Candice LeRae. Now, the Ooh. reason I paired them up together is because I like Candice LeRae as a heel. And I think that the two of them together, like some heel Karens, would be a fucking dope tag team. It would be something different. And um, I think they could run with it because Candace could be the mouthpiece, even though Chelsea doesn't need it because Chelsea's fine on her own as a mouthpiece. Yeah, goes. I think she's fine on her own. But the two of them together, I think they would be another Iconics. Like they'd be fucking gold on the mic. They'd be super entertaining and they can both wrestle. So I'd like to see them together. Um, it's time. It's time for Toxic Attraction to get the fuck out of MXT. Get them the yes. fuck out of NXT. It, it, it's, they're, they're done there. There's nothing else that they can do there. So bring them up to the main roster, put them on Monday Night Raw, let them do their thing. Bring Toxic Attraction to Monday Night Raw. If anything, we all know Mandy's going to be back eventually. You know she's not going to be gone forever. Unless she wants Mm -hmm. to, because she seems to be making her own moves. So you never know. But I I have a feeling she'll be back one day. They can always bring them back together. And I took, um, I also want to bring up Lash Legend and Electra Lopez as a team. Um, I think the two of them are on NXT. They're not doing shit. Uh, Electra Lopez was kicked out of LFG and replaced by Zelina Vega. So she's just kind of floundering on her own. You put her and Lash Legend together. I think those two look, they they both look tremendous. Um, You give them like a, you know, kind of like a sassy, you got the spicy Latina action going on there. You can just throw them up on the roster and there'll be something different from all these other teams. So I'd like to see them together. Um, yeah, for I like Smack- that one. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I, I actually, when I saw it, I was like, I actually want to see that. <laughs> I'd really like to see that. Um, for my SmackDown teams, um, I have Zelina Vega and Aaliyah. I need to see Aaliyah turn Okay. Here. I need yeah. to see turn heel. Join La- she needs to join the LDF, which is Lagaro de Fantasmo. Um, she could go heel, join that group, and then her and Zelina can team up to become a tag team. Uh, I did the same thing. Shotzi, Tegan Knox. They were tag team. They were weren't they tag team before in NXT? They teamed up. I, I know think they, they were. I think they were, and I think that's why it kind of seems so right for me. Yeah, I like it because they both kind of have that crazy, like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm pretty sure that I saw Tegan Knox come out with Shotzi on the tank with her own helmet at one point. Like, I kind of remember that. I think so, they were in the, the Dusty Rhodes tournament together. They might have been because I, I remember them teaming together more than once. So I just immediately wanted to put them back together in my head. Um, Shayna and Ronda. That's a, yeah, that's I a, felt a no brain. That's your new champions right there because I just saw we saw it. I saw an article that I wanted to add it to the news, but I didn't. Where Rhonda said it was her idea to drop the title because she wants to go on a tag team title run with Shayna, which is very interesting to hear. So I like that. And maybe we're going to see uh, these tag teams kind of some of these tag teams come together. Maybe they're building up the new division. Who knows? 
But um, they can't just have Ronda and Shayna just get together and start doing shit because they, they got to have more teams for them to go through. And uh, for my last team is Katana Chance and Caden Carter. It's time to bring them up. Mm-hmm. They they had a great run. You know, they passed the belts off to someone else. Now it's someone else's turn to kind of show and prove, and they can bring these two up, put them on SmackDown. And I think they'll do super on there. I think they'll be fantastic on there. Um, the you know one what team it is? that I said, the one team that I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to put together and I didn't that can kind of go on either show is Mako Satamora and Saray. They're not doing a goddamn thing in NXT, and there's no reason for them to Hell be no. there. There's no reason for either of them to be there in NXT, bro. They're way too experienced to be sitting in NXT hell. So put them together and put them on the main roster, bro. Yeah, I just I think what it is is they brought they got these belts in and they were doing good with them for a little bit, but then it's like you have no choice in the women's division but to make makeshift tag teams. And even on the men's side, we've seen it works. Like, remember when Cesaro and she- Sheamus got hella over as the yeah. bar. Right? And even last year, they were the women's tag champs. Carmella and Zelina, I thought they were a good tag team together. You know? Yeah. Like, so it's just like... And then you see, they just don't defend the titles enough, in my opinion. Because... Never. Lately, the, Never. I, lately it seems like the Usos... It seems like every week, the Usos are defending one of their now belts. Right. So it's like, if you just have them defend them, even if it's every week or every other week, it's against a makeshift tag team. Like, eventually one of them's going to click, you know? Who the hell? Oh, it's Baron Corbin. Come on, man. I, turn, I should turn my oh, TV yeah. off when Baron Corbin is there just so that they can see the ratings dip just that little percent. Fucking Baron Corbin. Is I think the worst this is part. that fatal four way match. For the chamber. And what's sad is that I really <laughs> liked Baron Corbin when he was the lone wolf. Like, I liked him a lot. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he wanted to get away from that gimmick or, or what, but this shit ain't working for me. This JBL shit is not because he doesn't even look different, bro. Like, if he was gonna, if he was coming out in a suit and tie with a cowboy hat, then I could understand this like JBL gimmick, but he's like dressed the same. Like, <laughs> He's just wearing shirts and shit. He's not even like dressing different. It's it doesn't make any fucking sense. And, yeah, and JBL's a great heel. Yeah, you know? it's a great heel. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. I just wish they would defend these titles more. You know, like everything about them is so. Do you think if so? I have mixed emotions about this, but do you think if they did shorter title reigns with the women's tag titles, like it bring more importance in a way to it? Yes. Prestige helps when you have like a long champion and stuff like that. Right. Good matches. I a thousand percent agree there, but not saying they have to flip flop all the time, but like, Hey, every two or three months you saw a new women's tag champ. Right. Like, I think yeah. maybe that would help because it's going to bring more tag teams at least on, you know, if, if damage control is only defending these titles once a month and it's against a random tag team, then we don't see that tag team anymore. Like, oh, it's living this person this Friday on SmackDown, then three weeks later on Raw, it's this tag team, and we never see them against right. those tag teams again. Yeah, I think the And it's weird because is- I'm hoping that changes, but I feel it's not – I can't say that because I'm not there, but I don't think it'd be that hard right. to do that. Yeah. I just feel like – Instead of them worrying about 
bouncing the titles around or anything like that. You need to build up this division first. And you need to make like actual legit tag teams and have them rack up wins and build themselves up to title matches because the problem with them is just like you you'll see oh damage control first of all i don't even remember the last time damage control defended those titles um and then when they do it's against a random pairing oh natalia and tamina just fucking they're your new tag team they're gonna go out there and get them a shot it's like you, you, it's sad because those belts. I think those are some of the one of the best looking belts. First of all, in WWE, they are right now, looking. They're they're one of the best looking belts in the in the company. Um, definitely, probably the better looking out of all the tag team titles because I am not a big fan of these uh, male tag team titles. But they already look like the shit. But you don't have any kind of like emotion or anything behind them like nobody even cares that these people have them like they come out with these belts on and no one gives a shit because they're not defending them and everyone knows there's no one out there to even challenge them for them so you got to build the division when they first brought the women's when they first brought the women's tag titles in they did good the only thing i argue is they took them off sasha and bailey way too soon i remember they won them at chamber and then the iconics won at mania that's the only thing i didn't like but it's like when they first had the tag division, it was Sasha and Bailey, the Riot Squad. Um, what were Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville called back then? Dude, they were a tag oh. team. They had a name. Fire and Desire. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But then you even had uh, Beth Phoenix was doing a run with um, yeah. Natalia. Tamina and Nia were a team. You know, because they had they the first time they ever defended the belts was in Elimination Chamber. There was I remember the other team was Naomi and Carmella, right? So it's like they had it good, and then they just they just kind of fucked themselves. Because I remember that was the beginning of nineteen, and then I remember that SummerSlam they were being defended on the pre-show, which is fine. But usually when WWE does a pre-show, it's like oh this is whatever. Like we we have right. matches here to have matches here. So within six months, they already fucked them up. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I think of it's gonna take defending defending titles on a pre-show is whack. That should never fucking happen, yeah. bro. Never, 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 never. I know. I get it. Yeah, if you, you have just, a show you... where you got a lot of titles on the line and you want to like take a title and put it on the pre-show, but it, it's it's doing that just makes the title look like shit. It really does, to, in my opinion. Now, yeah. Now let me ask you. It seems like they're going the route with Ronda and Shayna, right? I don't know if it's just in a 2v2 match, multiple. T- but do you think if done right, Ronda and Shayna can be the team? Oh, yeah. They they need to be. They should be the next champions if that's what they're going to do. Because they're. Bro, who's stopping them? That's what I'm going to say. Basic storyline seems like they win. They go on a big rampage because who's beating them? And then a team gets built up to beat them, right? Is that yeah. seems like the obvious yep. route you kind of have to go That's with it? Exactly Sometimes the obvious is fine. but That's exactly who. what you do. And now, I think it would be dope if it was like a toxic attraction or something. Too. And that would have been a situation where you bring back Bianca and Sasha. Well, obviously things are different now. But if that was still a thing that can happen, you know, that's where you bring them back to br- to go against a team like that. You don't bring back 
Sasha and 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 Trinity to wrestle fucking EO Sky and Dakota Kai. And and no disrespect to them because I love them both. Yeah, they're but phenomenal. They're not, like they're not like, come on, bro. You put them belts on Ronda and Shayna, that's gonna require you're gonna be like, oh shit, you really gotta bring in big guns to take these two out because they're not here to fuck around. They're they're breaking arms, they're breaking legs, they're they're out to do fucking damage. And I think that they would do a lot of damage. No they're pun intended. Do, yeah, they're gonna do no, but I think it's one of them I'm a believer in when you first introduce a title, you need a bigger name on it, right? Like when the women's tag titles first came out, Bailey and Sasha, right? They were always known as a tag team for being best friends and all that. But then you're looking like even AEW, they did it right. Who was your first AEW champion? Chris Jericho. Who was your first TNT champion? Cody Rhodes. You know what I mean? Even when they brought in the All-Atlantic, like Orange Cassidy, right? Some people weren't cool. To, well, he wasn't the first one, actually. Pac was, right? Back. Yeah. yeah. He was. But still, another kind of bigger name. Like, when you introduce these titles, like, you need someone on it. Like, no offense, like you said to them. But when you took the titles off, you know, Sasha and Naomi because of everything that happened... It's kind of like, all right, now you give it. Well, first, if you remember, the first champions were Raquel and Aaliyah. Do you even yeah. remember them being champions for what, like two weeks or whatever like it was? Three days or something like that. Yeah, and then Alexa and Asuka won them. Then remember on Monday, and then at Crown Jewel that Saturday, the Damage Control won them back. So they're already like, yep. but it's like none of those teams, as much as we love all those women, are the ones that are going to bring that eye. Not, though we expect you to bring in ratings, but the eye of, oh, I'm intrigued in this feud. Say what you want about Ronda. You know, some people can't stand her, but if she has a title, you're going to watch what she She's has. She's money, bro. She's money. And, and the yes, fact could that she... she wants to do it is dope. Like, the fact that she wants to be able to, like, yo, I want to go on a run with Shayna and have these tag team titles. Like, I want to do that shit. That's that's and maybe it'll lead to a one-on-one match with them, which I want to see. A lot with it. That's the thing too. They could do a lot with that. They can have them go on a run, and then they can pair the two of them. You know, split the two of them off, and they can feud together. Because really, that was the problem that I had with the whole Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey thing. It's like, bro, Ronda Rousey is basically Brock Lesnar on the women's roster. Like she's fucking unstoppable. Like she just is. That that's her character. So. You putting her up in there, you putting her up against Liv Morgan. Like, I don't believe in any way that Liv is beating her, and I WWE feels the same because look at the way that they booked that whole fucking feud. Um, so when you get someone like Ronda in there, you you have to either bring in a big gun to take her out, or you build up another team and you get the other team to the point where they're gonna be like, okay, this team has done it. We've seen them do this. We've seen them do that. Now they're getting their shot, and boom. That's how, that's how you do that shit. It's fucking booking 101, but, you know. It seems like with creative in general, and I kind of want your thought on this. It seems like creative in general is a bunch of people in a room, and they talk something, right? Do you think it'd be smart, or if, once again, done right, if, like, you know what? Hey, Adam Pierce, you and Abyss are going to – you're going to be the bookers of the U.S. title. Like, hey, roll with it. Ice, Triple H, whoever gives the final approval. And then it's like, hey, Tyson Kidd, TJ Wilson, you get the women's tags. 
present what you got and kind of go with it. And then obviously it's all in a meeting together. Like, do you think that'd be like a dumb idea? So it's like, yes, you still come together at the big table and present it and people can say, well, yeah, well, no, but you have, this is your main focus, focus on this. I mean, call me crazy, but I thought that's how shit is supposed to work. Like you get all your writers in a room at some point during the week and you sit down and you go, okay, what are we doing with this? What are we doing with that? Who has ideas for this? Who has ideas for that? And then you like the fucking the. the... Yeah, I think they do that. I think that's why it seems rushed. That's why I'm saying if you have like this person, you're in charge of this for the yeah. next week. This is all you're working on and present this. Like, I feel that's not done as much in my perspective. I could be wrong. I've never been right. back there. I figured, yeah. well, hey, guys, it's Wednesday. What are we doing with the women on or even the men? Like, what are we doing with so and so on Monday? And that's one and of those things like, that I would love. That's one of the things about wrestling that is so mysterious to me that I would love to be able to, I'm not going to like snitch or whatever. I just want to know for my own edification. Like I want to know how all that inner shit works. Like I want to know how they write. I want to know where they do it. I want to know how they interact with talent and like come, like do they come up with ideas and bring them to talent? Does talent come up to them with shit? Is there like a room or something that they go to in, in at headquarters where there's all these things happening? Do they have a fucking do they have like a wall with like pictures of people and strings <laughs> and pins and shit attached and to it? Like that's one of those things I would love to know. Like I wish I had like a like a maintenance job or something like at Stanford and I could just go into all these rooms and sweep and just kind of listen to shit. Right? Yeah, so that's that's what I love when you see these documentaries like the WWE 24s or the day of because so it makes me think like, like I'm still a mark for seeing like behind the scenes stuff like yeah. the be behind the scenes rumble photos that went around and you see people in gorilla or behind the scenes raw 30 you see like Triple H, Bruce Pritchard and William Regal sitting there like stuff like that to me is cool but I'll never forget I think this was more of a production meeting. But it's the day of, and it was when the first time WWE, uh, when SmackDown went on Fox, they were showing behind the scenes. And the production meeting was like Vince, Stephanie, whatever. They're walking in. All these people are sitting in tables, and like they're shaking hands, and they start the meeting, then they cut. But it's like, I want to witness that. Like That'd be so dope. Yeah. The, even a production meeting. Like, all right, this right, we're going to sit down, and we're going to talk this, and we're going to talk this. We're going to talk this, yeah. you know? And I'd love to see the difference. Even between the companies, like how AEW runs a production meeting versus WWE, like all that shit. Here comes the pain. But um, oh, the shit. beast. Look at this guy. But it's like funny because you, you look at the difference between WWE and AEW and it's like, I remember that picture that leaked like a year or two ago where Tony had like a fucking clipboard. <laughs> And he had the paper on it and he had like names and then he this name is scratched out and another name was written in. And then he's like, world title, TNT title. Da, 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 da. And somebody took a picture of it. And it's like, bro, that's how you're booking your fucking million dollar show. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on, dude? That's hey, if it never, works. never happen. Yeah. But another believable thing I have to say is while Brock's on before and I'm going to revert it to the women with this is like. I'm not about the Brocks and Rondas always being champion. Like, I I'm, I don't mind it from time to time. I don't, right? Because of how believable they are. Like, in reality, like, 
who's really giving Brock a real life run for his money? Like Bobby, we argue Bobby and not just the MMA people, right? But it's like, that's what people I think get so mad about. Oh, like why was Brock a champion for a year? Like why is, why is he beating this person? Well, cause in real life he probably would. No, yeah. I get it. The wrestling side, you want the guy who's there or girl every week to have the title. But I think now reverting it to the women, I think that's what is what Ronda and Shayna need. They're those real life believable. Like, who are two women that can really, out of nowhere, just beat the two of them? Yeah. So you're gonna have to do a good job building it up, and that's why I'm saying you put these titles on them. It's really gonna be like this is now your in a fucked up way your last chance to really maybe have a shot with these titles. Because if not, they're not going to get rid of them, right? I don't think they ever will, to be honest, because of the backlash it'd probably get. But if you don't build this feud up and it's like someone wins a random match on SmackDown and at the pay-per-view they beat Ronda and Shayna, like that's how it goes. Like no one's ever going to invest in those titles. Yeah, once you got to do this right because once you once you put the belts on Ronda and Shayna, you, you need to have teams – for them to be you can't just have them feuding with fucking damage control for the next six months it's like okay bro it's like okay dude like uh, i get it damage control they lost the titles they're trying to get them back but you there has to be other people there have to be other established teams to challenge so i hope they do that i hope they take their time and kind of you know pair up some women another thing i'm a fan of is actual tag team names that's like a lost art. I would have made tag team names for some of these teams, but I don't have that type of talent to just kind of come mm-hmm. up with that shit. But it's like and even when they're corny, it's like you at least there's a there's something. At least they have a team, a, a team name. And the show and is a little gear. bit of investment. Like, come on, man. Matching yeah. gear and team names. That's that's what makes tag teams. It's not just two random people you throw them together and here's Lou and Nick. Challenging for the tag team titles. I was like, okay, bro. Well, we gotta have a fucking name. The trash boys sounds much better than Lou and, and we'd win. And we'd win. You know what I mean? And we, we would win. Names. Well, we'd give it a shot, that's for sure. Depends on who we're wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, I just I guess my final comments are I just hope I wanna see it because there's the talent. The amount of talent, like the number of talent that they have, and the amount of talent that those women have, that they can make a run with this. Yeah, that that's just my final comments. Yeah, man, there's plenty of women on this roster. NXT has an abundance of women on there, and they got a whole shitload of women sitting in performance. So it's time to make some of these call ups, man. People like women like Zoe Stark, Wendy Chu, Tiffany Stratton. They've been in NXT forever. Indy Hartwell. I'm a big fan of Elba Fire. I'd like to see her come up too. Um, yeah, they have plenty of women there that they can call up. So, you know, it, it's it's on them. They just gotta. The problem is two time. I know there's three hours of raw, but you gotta have time too to build this shit up. So, mm-hmm. it's a delicate balance, man. But I, I'm sure that they can do it. They definitely have the talent to do so. So, oh, with that, sure. we've come to the end of episode 132 of wrestling is trash i am your boy lou from the bx dominican lou louis balboa the loose cannon of podcasting your co-host of wrestling is trash and you can find all my information on instagram at the everything podcast you hit the bio 
Check out the Drum.io link. It's got everything you need, everything from top to bottom, all the content, the YouTube page, the Instagram pages, the Twitter pages, the everything pages. They're all there for you. And I also, special shout out to Tart Broke Squishy, our trash girl. I made a surprise appearance on her show last week because her her guest couldn't make it and I just jumped in on the live stream. So you can go check that out if you want some more trash uh, content. You can go check that out. But for now, I will say peace and happy wrestling and throw it off to Nick to close out the show. For everyone, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at follow my name. But most importantly, follow us on Instagram at wrestling is trash, Twitter at wrestling be trash. But the most important one is YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe share all of it it's not hard to leave a comment it's not hard to push a button you have to not push a button all. to probably leave our video do that rest youtube wrestling is trash youtube wrestling is trash youtube wrestling is trash <laughs> follow us our subscriber and view counts are going up we appreciate you guys greatly um thank you guys again for listening for the past one hour 16 minutes and 47 seconds we bid you all a farewell